0: I'm so is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: so Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks to our title sponsor, Big O Tires. Winter tires starting at only $49.95. Only Big O Tires. They have no credit it needed financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. i are going to talk to Derek Favors, hopefully coming up here momentarily. I mean, does it feel weird to call him the newest jazz man? <laughs> that feels kind of strange, doesn't it?
2: I'll tell you what's strange. It seems like a long, long time ago that he came to the jazz, but he's still 29 years old. It's not like he's some grizzled old veteran uh, maybe by NBA standards, but 29 still sounds pretty young to me.
1: Yeah. Oh, I certainly think he has uh, plenty of uh, productive years to come. I, don't I remember the first
2: broad. time I talked with Derek Favors. Isn't that weird? But I, I remember exactly the conversation. I don't remember every part of it, but I remember going up to him. He's sitting in front of his locker. And we had a very pleasant exchange. Uh, talked to him about what his goals were uh, in playing for the Jazz. And uh, yeah, he. Uh, He's always had a good attitude, and he's been asked to do multiple, play different roles, uh, do different things uh, at at times, and he seems to be a willing participant in that regard.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think um, evolving to fit his game with uh, with Rudy Gobert was um, sure was, was really remarkable, actually, and and to have the uh, uh, you know the oh, what am I what am I trying to say here? To be a, a good enough teammate that you embrace that challenge. I mean, I don't think that is as common in sports as people might think.
2: Even when, even before Rudy took over the way he did when he developed into the player he is, I remember Derek Favors. I mean, Derek thought that he could—I had this very conversation with him. He thought—I said, could you score 20 points and get 10 boards a game? And he said, if they want me to. And uh, it's not like they don't want him to – haven't always wanted him to be proficient in scoring and rebounding, but there's also other players on the floor at the same time that may or may not be prioritized. Do you remember that one stretch a few years ago when he he really was good? I mean, very difficult for opponents to to slow down. He gave the Jazz a huge lift. And uh, I don't know. I just – I think the players on the team like him. I think he knows that they like him. He liked them back. And I think that did play a role in him coming back to Utah. I mean, the paycheck is nice. but uh, And and maybe the various sources of income are limited in a weird year like this. But uh, it's it's nice to hear of a player who, who feels comfortable. He said today he feels like he's come home.
1: Yeah, I could see. I mean, well, you live somewhere for you know eight nine years. Uh, you know, uh, I bet it, I I would hope it starts to feel feel like home. And he he always really embraced the community and was very vocal. Well, I shouldn't say always, but uh, you know, has has often been vocal about uh, how much he likes this community and likes living here. And that's. I think it's cool. I think it's cool that the uh, the stars aligned uh, for his return to Utah. In fact, let's uh, jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now, the newest jazz man, which uh, still feels very weird. He's Derek Favors with us back here on The Big Show once again. Derek, congratulations on the deal. Welcome back, man. Thank you. Thank
0: you. I appreciate that. I'm excited and happy to be back, man. How y'all doing?
2: We're doing well. Derek, are you the newest or are you the oldest? I'm not quite sure. What do you mean? I'm I'm not I'm not old man. I'm still young. <laughs> you <talking> about,
1: man. <laughs> uh Derek, uh, I I uh talk about the kind of the the process. I know you hit on it a little bit earlier in your press conference, but talk about uh how it played out that you ended up being able to come back and and play for the Jazz once again. Yeah, Um. I mean,
0: like I said earlier, you no know, me and my agent, we had a um couple of calls with other teams. Just talking then um the Jazz called and they wanted to have a have a have a conversation. We just basically just talked, you know, just just catching up and, you know, it was just good to hear from them and you know they was happy to hear from me and they just um presented an offer to me. Um, being my agent went back talked about it, took some calls from some other teams, and uh and that's when I made the decision. I was like you know what man I um you know I I enjoy playing for Utah. I enjoy playing for you know Coach Q. That uh, you know, I wouldn't mind going back. So then that's how the, the uh,
2: decision was made. Maybe you just answered the question. But, uh, Derek, at this point in your career, do you uh, – is it always about the money or is it about other things? And, and when do you cross that threshold to go from being concerned about how much you make to being uh, concerned about how much you enjoy the environment in which you're, you're working?
0: Uh, I think I think it, it's both, you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure when nobody turned out the money, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I think you know just being comfortable, being back in a familiar place, um, and being back in and 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 just somewhere that I'm comfortable and familiar with, you know, that that kind of trumps everything. So like I said, Utah came with a with a with a good deal. And uh, we, we talked about some other stuff. And it, it just felt right for me to, to make that decision to decide to come back.
1: Can you talk about your relationship with Quinn Snyder and how that's evolved over the years?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the first day he came to Utah, I think I was one of the first guys he called. And we sat down, had a conversation, we talked. And, you know, ever since then, you know, me and him just had a, had a nice bun. You know, we always just – whatever's going on through the season, through games, we always – he always kept an open line of communication – and I'm, I always felt comfortable with the positions that I was in because of that. You know, whether it was starting, coming off the bench, playing thirty, thirty-five minutes, playing twenty, twenty-five minutes, whatever. I always felt comfortable because he gave me the the, the, the conversation. And um, I mean, just from the outside looking in, you know, he's a, he's a great coach. You know, I got a chance to see that when I was on the, the when I was on the Pelicans. You know, he's a great coach. He's um, the way that he runs his offense, defense, everything. Man, just tremendous and. It was something that, that I wanted to be a part of again.
2: Derek, one of the things you, you bring to the Jazz is versatility for this lineup. What role do you see yourself playing with this team now?
0: Um, I mean, probably pretty much the same role that I've had over the years. I mean, it's obviously up to Quinn, what he wants to do. Um, but, you know, I'm going to be ready from, from day one. Whatever he needs me to do, I've told him that already. You know Whatever he needs me to do, need me to start, need me to come off the bench, need me to do whatever, you Know you I'm, I'm going to be ready. And um, that also factor into the, my decision of coming back because I have a lot of a lot of trust in, in him. So, you no, know, obviously whatever whatever role they they need me to play, I'll be ready.
1: You know, uh, uh, Derek, with you uh, not here last year, the difference in Joe Ingles' game was noticeable. You two uh, obviously had such a great connection when you were here before. Talk about that and why you think that is.
0: Um. I mean, we all seen JoJo, what six, eight, six, nine point guard type of guy, um, really good off the pick and roll. So I think for him, with me coming back, man, because I'm a, that's obviously one of my challenges being able to get out of the screens fast, and he be, being able to throw those passes, and I'm being able to catch it through traffic and finish. Uh, I think we just complement each other's game really well. We have a, a great chemistry. Um, you know, he's been one of my favorite teammates throughout the years, and. You know, uh, hopefully, when I when I come back, man, I can get Joe back on that level of being that that almost like point forward type guy where he can initiate the offense to be able to play out a pick and roll, and I give him that option to you know be able to throw the ball in traffic or be able to make you know some tough passes and have somebody that can that can catch him and, and finish and finish the finish the play.
2: Another difference we noticed, Derek, uh, when you were here last, the Jazz had the second rated defense in the league last year. They were thirteenth uh explain that to us because i know there were other guys that were on the team too who were absent but it seems like you played a huge role and you've always taken great pride in in the way you played defense uh that's what you've always said to me anyway right yeah i definitely do because i know um i mean the way the nba is going right now is more of a guard of a
0: guard perimeter league anyway so as a big you have to so I try to make an impact in other areas in, in one of my um, strong points is defense. So I try to come in and just try to make an impact defensively, protecting the paint, being able to guard um, on the pick and roll, on the perimeter, um, defensive rebounding. And, um, you know, I always joke around with Rudy a lot, telling him that, you know, I'm the real defensive player of the year. They just give it, it to you. <laughs> but um, No, it just, it's just jokes, but um, – no, it's just uh, the side of the ball that I take a lot of pride in.
1: Derek, I'm sure you noticed uh, online and such, but uh, Jazz fans are pretty excited about having you back with the team. How does that make you feel? It's got to make you feel pretty good.
0: Uh, it makes me feel great, honestly. Um, like I said before, uh, I think the Jazz or Utah in general has you know, one of the most loyal, diehard fan bases. In, in basketball, and in sports, or whatever. Um, when I left, uh, when I was with the Pelicans after I left, man, they just kept, you know, sending me messages and just telling me how much they appreciated me and how much they loved me and how much they, you know, wished me the best and they was watching all the games that I was playing in and they couldn't wait for me to come back and play in Utah and, you know, they just showed a lot of love and, you know, that, that meant a lot to me when I was making my decision. Um, and then, Yeah, that meant a lot to me, so I think they have one of the the best fan base in the NBA, and I'm
2: I'm very appreciative and very blessed to you know be able to play in front of them again. Derek, I can Derek. I can second what uh, what Jake was saying there. I have seen nothing but positivity from the fans around here. They, uh, you have made a connection with the people here for sure, and uh, that that's very real, at least in what I've been able to uh, ascertain. How do you think the team is looking now that you're back? Donovan Mitchell has made progress. Rudy has probably made some progress. Uh, they add Mike Conley. Boyan Bogdanovich is there. Is this a team that you think can win and win, contend for a title?
0: Yeah, I, I, I do. I thought um, they could have did it last year. I mean, obviously, the, the COVID situation happened, and, you know, everybody had to go to the bubble, so it kind of sold off the rhythm for every all the teams pretty much. Um, they dealt with some injury, too, but even last year um, – I remember when they came to the came to play us in New Orleans, you know, I told them, that like, man, I think y'all could be one of the teams that can win it all this year, for the team that y'all have. So, as um, I knew they were going to come into free agency, too, like the team that they have is, is really good. And um, I thought that, man, you know what, man, I can come back there and and be a, a real positive to this team and to the this, to this offense to the defense. So, it was almost like a, a no-brainer after I understood what um, New Orleans was going to do. So I just
1: decided to make this decision, Derek. How how has it been dealing with this year as a player? Because you know the shutdown, the bubble, uh, the the short off season, and you're undergoing, uh, you know, being a free agent in the middle of it all. How's it been? Um, you know,
0: it's been challenging. <laughs> it's been challenging for a lot of for a lot of for everyone, pretty much. Um, just having that that season cut short and having to take. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember three to four months off, then having to get yourself back in the game shape, go through another training camp, then go to the bubble, and you know have another off season where it's like two months, or uh, however many months, and now I'm getting ready again for another training camp. So, and also the free agency. So it, it's been, it's been challenging. But um, you know you gotta do what you gotta do. Just the business you signed up for, and you know certain things you can't control. Like we couldn't control the COVID situation. So. You know, all things you can do is just keep moving forward um, and just get ready for this upcoming season.
2: Maybe it's overblown a little bit. You hear it talked about a lot. But uh, teams that are tough, competitively tough, seem to do much better through the rigors of the NBA season than those that aren't. And, Derek, you've always had that attitude, I think, of toughness. Am I reading that right? And how do you approach the game from a standpoint when you're out on the floor you're going to not only stick up for yourself, but for your teammates?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I just go out there and play hard.
2: You know, guys
0: respect it. Other other players respect it. Other teams respect it. You know, I just I just go out there and play hard and and compete. You know, if you don't, then you know you can easily get exposed in this league, and you know who knows what that can lead to. So I I just try to come out there, and um, I know a lot of people say I don't play with a lot of emotions, but I do. I just um. Like I said, i never been the, the, the screaming, rah-rah type of guy, but I go out there, I play with a lot of toughness, a lot of um, play hard. I have my moments when I do show my emotion when it does come out. But, um, I mean, for the most part, I just compete. You know, that's, that's the best thing about this business. You go out there and whether you have a good game or a bad game, you have a bad game one night, you got another game either the next day or the next two days. So you can always make up for that one bad game. But I, I think I just go out and I, and I just try to compete, you know, every possession, every game, and just try to do the best that I can do and, you know, let the game, let my game speak for itself.
1: Derek, you've always been so generous with your time to come on the show over the years. We were really looking forward to this conversation today. So thank you very, very much. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we're excited to see you back in a Jazz uniform.
0: Appreciate it. Thank y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. And I'm, and I'm definitely excited to be back, man. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, All Derek. Right, thanks. Derek Favors. Back uh, with the Utah Jazz, ah, just he, what a great conversation that was. That was a yeah. lot of fun.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's he's uh, genuine, and I think fans pick up on that stuff. I do too. And that's why one of the reasons he's so popular here. He said there when I asked him about the toughness factor, he said he doesn't play with a lot of emotion. Man, I'll tell you, Jake, I I don't know what your interpretation of him on the court has been. <laughs> He may not be vocal a lot, but I don't see him as a guy people want to mess with.
1: No, no, no. I think his, his lack of emotion actually adds to the toughness because he he's not rattled. Yeah, you know he doesn't. He I I'm trying to think. Uh, Back in my memory, and I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but a, a emotional outbursts from Derek favors more. I just picture the mountain of a man standing there and and looking down and saying, "Hey, uh, you know I think uh, uh, I don't think you want to go any further you know that 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 type of thing so yeah
2: and that uh, that sometimes hasn't been that prevalent amongst some of the jazz players, so that'll be interesting to see the effect he has on the team as a whole, because we think of the Jazz as having some young players on it, but man, they got some grizzled veterans now. And I know Derek didn't want to be called old, but there's not a lot he hasn't seen. I mean, he's he's been around, Mike Conley's been around, uh, Joe Ingles, uh, Rudy Gobert has been, uh, you know, he's drafted in 2013. So, I mean, this team, this team's put together from an age composition pretty well.
1: Um, I I thought it was really interesting. We we're talking about how Derek, you know, doesn't uh, express his emotions on the floor all that much. I I, I thought he sounded like he was um, genuinely a little emotional when he was talking about the support from the yeah. from the fan base. It seemed like you heard
2: him pause there, didn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. It seemed like um, that that really meant a lot to him. That he went yeah. to a different franchise and still had that support from the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the reception coming back. That's gotta that's gotta make him feel pretty good. But uh, it, you know. It sounds like that genuinely means something to him, which I thought Mm -hmm. was pretty cool.
2: Well, knowing him the way we do, and I mean, we're not personal friends with him, but we have talked with him an awful lot through the years. Uh, That doesn't surprise me at all.
1: Yeah. No, it doesn't. And
2: and it would surprise me with some players, not him.
1: Right, right. So uh, that that was cool that was a really fun conversation uh, we'll get that up online at 1280thezone.com in podcast form if you didn't have a chance to to catch all of it and i like the you know he The sports radio is a good format for him because he's a a thoughtful person, and it feels like he really takes in questions and tries to give genuine answers uh, Mm -hmm. when he's come on the show with us, and I thought that he did that again today.
2: Especially in recent years. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It was almost like he reached a point where, I mean, I always thought he was thoughtful, as I said earlier, but uh, not always um, giving quite – uh, filling out his answers uh, the way he thinks them, yep. and now I think he does that. I do think. and uh, maybe that's just a sign of maturity. And uh, but I do think it means something for him to play for the Jazz. He's not BSing anybody when he says he likes Quinn Snyder, he likes the franchise, he likes the te- his teammates, he likes the fans. So that should make up for missing out on that New Orleans cooking down there a little bit shouldn't
1: it oh man the food in new orleans is so good (laughs) oh it's so good
2: best seafood i've ever had down there but uh yeah it's it's i think plus and this maybe this is overstated too at times but i think derek favor's influence in the locker room is will be a calming one and will be a, a a voice of understanding knowledge wisdom all that stuff so Yeah, I I think this is a good move for the Jazz. I really do. I don't know whether everybody is as high on it as I am, but I I thought it was terrific for them to to make that move.
1: Well, I think it'll make a difference in toughness, as you've asked him. I think it'll make a difference with Joe Ingles. Uh, You know, Joe, uh, when he—Derek revealed earlier today that when Joe texted him after after he heard the news, Joe said the pocket pass is back, (laughs) which I thought— Yeah, I'm glad uh, you
2: asked him about that because that is—that's a factor.
1: Well, if you make Joe Ingles a better player, that that can really improve the team too, right? I mean, and that's the definition of a good teammate. Like, you know, how do you make your teammates better? And uh, in that particular relationship between those two teammates, they absolutely make each other better. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I think that's, that's something to think about and consider for sure.
2: Okay, this is, uh, we've been talking all sweet and everything, but let me ask sort of a contrarian question. It has to do with, the fact that they they uh, draft a first-round draft pick is seven feet tall and we've got a big wingspan. And whatnot. They bring Derek Favors back. This isn't any sort of indication to you, is there, that there might be a hiccup or two in the contract negotiations with Rudy Gobert?
1: Uh, we, we brought this up the other day. I don't think it's contrarian at all. I think it can be an insurance policy and serve the current team at the same time. I mean, you, you better believe that crossed their mind when they did it.
2: I, I I if that if that was a factor in in the signing then it makes me wonder a little bit about the state of affairs there.
1: See it doesn't as much for me because of course there's some doubt. I mean this is a negotiation. Right. You know right. they didn't they didn't announce the deal on day 1, you know. Right. There's some there's some separation there, and so I, I don't want to say the Jazz would be foolish if they didn't hedge their bets, but uh, I mean I can't, I certainly can't blame them for hedging their bets a little bit. They right. they think they have, you know, with Rudy Gobert, they certainly think they have a good team. But they, if they were to move him or or lose him for some other for some reason, absolutely have a little insurance that you remain a good team right. if something like that were to happen.
2: Yeah, well said. And so between now and December 21st, uh, we're gonna we're going to find out a whole lot about that because if it goes past that Jake I don't think that's a particularly positive sign.
1: Uh no, I don't I don't either. And then you have some really big decisions to make cuz do you yeah. want to risk losing uh losing him for nothing? So uh-huh. yeah, it's it's not an easy, you know, it's not an easy thing. This is why uh Justin Zanuck and Dennis get paid the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's true. It's true. And when you look at the dollar figures involved And what's required to keep a Rudy Gobert. You better be right. Yep.
1: All right, more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.